I, I don't want to go in the NFT space anymore. And I think an opportunity like doing a Bitcoin project is simply not interesting and not long-term for me. So okay. I would say, okay, maybe I can make like 100K here. It's not worth for me to commit the time and energy and focus into this. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we have a really cool prepared episode for you that is about how you can launch your own Bitcoin NFT project. So in the last days, Tugan and I have been sitting down and monitoring trends in the space and realized that there's one thing that is growing pretty rapidly and that is Bitcoin NFTs. So we sat down in the last days and we looked at everything that is happening in the market. We wrote a case study for projects that are popping up and we prepared an episode for you where you're going to learn everything you need to know about starting your project, tools that you can use, marketplaces where you can sell. Plus, we're also going to give you a brief marketing break breakdown of things that you need to know on how you can sell out or scale your Bitcoin NFT project. On my side, the majority of experience that I have in Web3 is in NFTs, in Ethereum NFTs. So I would say that I know quite a bit about how you could scale it, how you can have some fun and how you can build a cool community. Sounds good, Tugan? Sounds good. Yeah. On my side, I'm more into like forking of tokens. So uh, understanding like the hype cycle and just like... Um, so to fork is pretty much to copy a project. Uh, it's just to copy and paste a project. Usually you try to add some like new feature or to go on a new blockchain to add some excitement, but that's pretty much it. So let's jump to it. Cool. So before we jump in, I'm going to show you some projects. Uh, the first original one is Bitcoin Punks. It's the first 10K NFT collection on Ordinals. Besides that, some new ones popped up is Bitcoin Frogs, first 10k Bitcoin native profile picture ordinals on Discord. And we have Dodge Punks. So besides the bigger ones of 12 folds auction that I think raised over $16 million and D-Gods from Frank that just popped mm -hmm. up, new smaller ones have entered the space. So the main question today is we're going to answer, is that something that you should pursue even if you're not Yuga Labs or D-Gods? And before we do that, I want to make a small comparison of Ethereum NFTs and Bitcoin NFTs. So in the beginning, Ethereum NFTs started with CryptoPunks, um, the most famous one. Then they went over to Axie Infinity, which was an NFT-based game. They went over to CryptoKitties, Decentraland. And then in 2021, the craze was started with Bored Ape Yacht Club, which was one of the first profile picture NFTs that really created a cult. So the question now is, will Bitcoin NFTs, will they enjoy a similar craze or similar hype as Ethereum NFTs? So I know you know quite a lot about market cycles and copying things that work to gun. So what do you think about looking at Ethereum NFTs back in the days and now what's happening with Bitcoin NFTs? Yeah, it's... Let's let's say that you know when you try to understand the hype, you need to check like the macro and the my and the, the macro and the micro. So the big picture and the small picture. So big picture is like are we in a in a bull run? Are we in a bear market? What is the situation? Or are we in between? And then like the micro is like okay, so on this specific like um, narrative, on this specific blockchain or like innovation, do we have momentum? Yes or no? And you know from the project you showed me like. I mean, one had 24,000 uh, followers, might be a lot of bots that join for the, for the, you know, the whitelist or something like this, like what 
as it usually happens. Then the two other I had like six or seven thousand uh, followers, and they want to sell ten thousand pieces. I mean, still doable. Will also depend on the price, of course. Um, it's 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 quite hard to, to know. Um, I mean, being a pioneer is rarely a good business opportunity. I think like the famous sentence, like you recognize a pioneer because he's lying on the floor, he's dead and he has like arrows in the back. Um, um, I don't know, like what kind of, like, what kind of signal would you wait for like you as an entrepreneur? What kind of signal are you waiting for to be like, okay, you know, this is like strong enough. It's worth like, you know, allocating like time and resources into this. So I personally joined Web3 NFTs in January 2022, which was quite late. And we both have a friend that I think turned a $5,000 investment into over 10 million simply by having good timing. And if there's one industry or one way of making money with NFTs, it's all about timing. It's all about waiting for that signal and then being really fast. So if we look at these projects and we're going to analyze their Twitter feeds a bit later, most mm -hmm. of them from launch until auction only had around two to three weeks. So this whole okay. project of building doesn't really matter in NFT world. You just have to be on point with the meta being really fast. So the first NFT projects that I think raised money extremely easy in the Ethereum space in let's say August, July 2021, they didn't really do much, they were just waiting. And it was very easy to see if you look at the timeline of what kind of project would work in this space, is 2021 you had Board Ape Yacht Club and they raised so much money and had so much hype. And after Board Apes launched, you slowly see slightly worse and worse and worse projects popping up with no real utility, no real branding, but because people have, or investors have an association bias, they still buy it. So for example, you had the Bored Ape Yachts or uh, the Bored Apes. And then afterwards you had the slightly less Bored Apes or you had the not Bored Apes or you had a monkey picture that looks like Bored Apes and it still works. So for me as a founder, I wait for the signal when there's a large collection people start copying it in slightly worse manner and it still works. That shows me, okay. okay, there is a lot of hype. If degenerative art pops up, boom, that's a market opportunity. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure we reached this stage for like Bitcoin NFTs. Um, and uh, I mean, we're going to discuss it, but like we're also slowly seeing like platforms uh, getting built to like to trade NFTs and to like, uh, and, and to build. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So at, at the time of, we started preparing this case study Friday last week. And back then there was no marketplace to buy and sell Bitcoin NFTs. In the beginning, the way that you minted or bought Bitcoin NFTs is through Google docs or Excel sheet right now, since yesterday, actually 20th of March, there's a marketplace and it's called Gamma. I'm going to okay. pull it up. Can you share the screen? Yeah. Gamma.io. So Gamma is kind of the open sea for Bitcoin NFTs. So where people come together to create and collect what's next. In the beginning, this was only for ordinal inscriptions. So you could take your, your picture or your JPEG and you put it here and you pay some small transaction fee and then Gamma would do all the transaction or inscription for you. 
But now, as you see, it's kind of the same thing as OpenSea. You can trade and buy and sell Bitcoin NFT collections. That's quite cool. And with what kind of wallet is it compatible? Mm, you need to create your own uh, Bitcoin wallet. I'm not sure which one you need exactly, but okay. so if we look right now at the Bitcoin NFT space, the main disadvantage that it has is that it's extremely user unfriendly. If you want to buy an Ethereum NFT of what we saw last week, you could even do that with a credit card now. But with Bitcoin, yeah. you need to go to Gamma that people don't really know. You need to create your own wallet, which is a bit weird. You need to make your inscriptions manually. And previously, you had to go to a Google Excel sheet or in Discord and trade with your fellow DJs there. But now, slowly but surely, obviously, since entrepreneurs are catching up, creating marketplaces like this, Bitcoin NFT trading is becoming, see, top collections in the last days. There's only eight of them yet. So... Yeah, it's, it's also something that we discussed last time about stake.com and how do you approach opportunities as an entrepreneur is like, um, do you want to create platform or do you want to copy uh, successful platforms or do you want to, you know, join a team that is uh, creating something? And, you know, from an entrepreneurship perspective, like uh, the gamma thing, it can be like, okay, so do I want to create like, okay, you know, we don't have the open sea for Bitcoin NFTs and I believe that Bitcoin NFTs are going to be the future because... Bitcoin is where there's the most money right now. And then, okay, so should I build it? And I think the smart move is actually to find people who are already building it or like in the process of building it, if possible, like that are like, you know, good, like let's say geeks, mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, really like into like computer science and like development. And you just bring like marketing skills and like traction and to help them like succeed in their mission. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's typically like one of the smartest moves to do. Like you don't have to, you, you don't need to have like some very strong skills, like, like technical skills. Uh, you just need to have a lot of time. You just need to be there. And at the very beginning, it's always the same stories. Like, you know, founders, they create a platform. These founders have like 200 followers on Twitter. You can become their best friends within a week just by retweeting everything, sharing, commenting, uh, DMing them to ask how you can help. Uh, creating content around it, you know, you go on Medium, you write a Medium article about the platform, each time, they, each time they've had an update, or each time they're like having new collection joining, you tweet about it, you update something on Medium, and like this, you become like, you can like become by force the spokesperson of the platform, and then, you know, they're just going to onboard you as a member of the team. So you, you don't need to ask permission, you just give value, you help, you contribute, it's, Twitter is for free, Medium is for free, pretty much everything is for free, just cost a little bit of time, uh, you don't all, uh, all the AMA, you, uh, you go there, you ask some questions, you show you that you're there, and boom, like, you know, within a week, you can be part of the team, you can be, like, part of the marketing team mm -hmm. of the next OpenSea on, on Bitcoin. Yeah. And this is, like, for people listening to us, for the few people listening to us, because right now we don't have a huge audience, in a, in a few months, this million of people will watch our stuff, but for now, only a few hundreds of people are actually watching our stuff, and that's a move they should do. Yeah. Don't necessarily create the new OpenSea. Find someone who's creating the new OpenSea on Bitcoin. Join the team. Yeah. Force them to accept you as a valuable member of the team by just creating valuable shit for them. So these are really the opportunities that we're talking about here on this podcast is that you see things early, you connect with people, and suddenly, boom, just by being there in the right spot, right time, you're going to crush it. So... If we now go over to Gamma, again, we said there are only eight mm -hmm. projects listed here. 
And if we look at the, the volume that the larger projects are doing, for example, if we head over to Frank D. Gott, they're crushing it. So they had, I think, 535 of the original D. Gods that got burned. They auctioned them away for Bitcoin. And now the floor price for them is nearly one Bitcoin. So these wow. things are flying. And besides that, um, there was a lot of thought of Frank announcing this, that they're going to move to to Bitcoin. But I think they, they proved that they can pull it off. So to launch a Bitcoin NFT project is getting easier and easier. What you have to do basically is you need a Twitter account. You don't need a community. You go over to Gamma. You put your profile pictures there. So let's look at some projects that have been growing quite interesting and then we can look at what they're doing on a marketing side why it works and maybe how you can do it in a similar way so one project that have we've been noted is taproot wizards <laughs> so what they're doing is they're sharing videos of themselves dressing up as wizards going around and the slogan is that they're going to make bitcoin the main magic again so you really see that with Bitcoin NFTs, the whole meta is very is Bitcoin maxis. I don't really think that the people that buy and sell and trade Bitcoin NFTs don't really care too much. But the community vibe is more about, you know, look at these Ethereum idiots. Bitcoin, the mother of all cryptos, is now here and is also going to take over the NFT space. So... Taproot Wizards, only 477 tweets, is all about community memes, community fun, dressing up as a wizard, being part of 1000 Taproot Wizards. What do you think about this? I think it's very, it's very strong like, to engage the community. Like we see like this user, like in e-commerce, you would call it like user-generated content. And uh, it's exactly what they're doing. So... Um, so yeah and like this approach of like you know i don't give a fuck it's completely childish completely low cost yeah um it looks almost like a parody of a, of a project i think it's uh, uh could be quite successful definitely you know if you show this kind of stuff to people that don't know what web3 is to say hey this is web3 <laughs> people dressing up as wizard to be part of a of a jpeg web3 collection <laughs> let's look at another one this is bitcoin frogs so if you look at uh, ethereum collections there's also one that's called froggies that was quite mm -hmm. early you really see that people start it usually starts with monkeys then you go over to other different types of animals like frogs or horses and here we have the bitcoin frogs and um, this is how they look like now we can talk about the art. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but the marketing itself is quite simple. And I wanna, if we talk about marketing, I wanna talk about Dodge Punks because they only have 56 tweets, and it's basically the same thing of what happened with Ethereum NFTs as well. So Tugan, do you wanna have a little okay. Twitter marketing overview of how this works? Yeah, yeah, I would let you lead. So. So. We see here, 2nd of March, only 19 days away. You start your marketing journey with a welcome post. Simply like something has gone wrong. DNAs have mutated. 10,000 Dodge Punks are coming. Like and retweet for the OG. 
if you do like and retweet for the OG in Ethereum NFTs, it doesn't work anymore. So any type of engagement farming on Ethereum is dead. But if you see that this works on Bitcoin NFTs, it's a good sign because it shows that competition is weak. People are quite needy to engage for an OG role, which I think is great. So it says here, you know, it's kind of a weak banner, but sign in here. Second post, sneak peek. So a shifter without traits. Uh, maybe there's like a super rare Doge Punk, but this is how they look like. Engagement is quite whack, but nobody really cares. Um, good morning, Doge Punk. Server Discord is almost ready. So how this usually works is you start with a welcome post. You have sneak peeks, then you talk about your Discord. You have some more sneak peeks here and you slowly see that engagement is picking up. Here you have a small vision statement. We want to thank you. What has happened is insane, blah, blah, blah. Bullish signs, right? Thousand members in 30 minutes. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. And here you slowly see engagement picking up, right? So even though there's a bit yeah. of an engagement farming post of follow, retweet, issuing a loud woof woof in the comments. Again, if you do it on Ethereum, you're done. Like this is never going to work. But yeah. it's really bullish that this works on Bitcoin. And here you have the first official AMA, 400 likes, 300 retweets. Like that's pretty cool that this is so good, right? So I, th I, th I think like the woof space is also creating this kind of like uh, identity for the community like ju just to have this like very specific wording so that hey we have an ama no we don't have an ama we have a booth space yeah. and um it's very important to emphasize on this like very specific vocabulary that are crafted just for the community yeah and you see here they have around 10 tweets first ama 600 people tuned in that shows me as a founder as a marketeer that there's a lot of interest of people to jump into this again if you do this on Ethereum, nobody would show up. Nobody would care. On Bitcoin, yeah. people are like, wow, Doge punks on Bitcoin? <laughs> That's legit. That's something I want to be part of. And then um, to quickly go through it, then they have like a super rare that they show here. And one thing that I found is very interesting is that they did an auction. So an auction in NFT world, if you do it before the mint, you do it to kind of test the hype that you have. For example, imaginary ones, they sold away like a, a super rare before the mint. I think it was for half a million dollars. They gave it all to charity. But if it works, everybody outside of the project is going to realize, shit, this thing is lit. This is taking off. And they sold this one, this golden super rare Dodge Punk for 5k. $5,000. So, so, so something quite important here is like, um, it's, it's very important to get some data about like the temperature of your like audience, about are they warm, are they hot, are they cold? And it's true that having a way to, to measure it, um, it, it can be like, yeah, an auction can be like, um, uh, a way of doing it. Or you can also do some contests where like, you know, everyone is, or, or you can do this kind of like lottery, for instance, everyone is giving like, you know, I don't know, like 50 bucks and someone will get like, you know, three super rare, like, uh, NFTs. And then you see how many people are okay to just put 50 bucks. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it's quite important before the mint to just gather some like real evidences that you have confidence for your project, that you have trust and desire for it. Because if you don't, because it, it, I think it was like a, the topic of maybe the very first like video on the channel is like when you do Web3 marketing, you don't have data. 
you don't know if people want your shit. I mean, okay, you can have people in the, in the Discord. It could be bots. It could be bots purchased from you or from a competitor who just want to troll you. You don't know if you have a demand. So finding ways to test the demand before like, the official mint is super important. Yeah. And you can test that data either by Twitter engagement, how many Discord people are active, how many people engage on your announcements, or you ask people to, for example, participate in an auction and then you give away that money. So very good way, like you said, to test the temperature. Yeah, I think auction on or rotary is it's kind of a different measure of engagement because you ask people to vote with their money yeah, to be skin in the game. It's not just like, you know, oh, you know, I'm just going to show up to the AMA. Uh, people showing up to the AMA is, of course, like a relevant metric, mm. but it doesn't give you like indication about their like willingness to, you know, to, to be skin in the game with their like with their coins. Yeah, I mean, we we also have some, I know a sneaky friend of mine that did an auction and the auction itself was kind of made by themselves so it was like a marketing gag to say hey guys we auctioned away this nft for 10k but they kind of bought it themselves mm. and then everybody thinks like whoa whoa crazy stuff happening but here but you know like it's it's like a marketing stunt but this could be detrimental because let's say people purchase the nft and then lose money because you know whatever like it's going up and down and at some point it's down because for whatever reason like then they can say hey it was misleading. They lied to me. They manipulated me. So it's an interesting marketing trick, but it doesn't come for free when you think about like possible legal consequences. And in this space, you always have to keep in mind there might be legal consequences for whatever reason. Yeah. And uh, it's like a very like you know um, early uh, industry where the regulation is not very clear, and you have a lot of like class actions, trial, whatever lawsuits. Yeah. So. Yeah, let's like be safe, let's say. Yeah. To finish off Dodge Punks is that they did this auction, they sold it for 5k, which already shows me if they only have 300 retweets and relatively low engagement, the people that engage, they're pretty committed or at least there's some sort of interest there. Um, 24 hours, there was in Discord. And then fast forward, we have, then they did some collabs with some influencers. You see here, there's a Bitcoin influencer, 277 followers. Also, a really good game is, or a good way to kind of figure out how the market is moving is you go to pages of influencers like this and see what they're tweeting about and see how the project that they are tweeting about, how good they are. Right now, again, Ethereum influencers for NFTs, they don't work anymore. Like, that just is all over. But for these people, here are the founder, 47 followers. It's just because you asked previously what kind of signal am I looking for when thinking about should I devote time and money into this is you kind of look at projects and you see with what kind of effort can they get away with. And if you're just, let's say three, five times better than them, you already have a very likelihood of success. For example, for Dodge puns, nobody knows the founder. Founders aren't doxed. The art isn't mm -hmm. really that special. The content on Twitter isn't really that good. And what there is no real movement there's no real utility the community itself is around woofing so it will show me they can do an ama doing 20 tweets and 1.2k people show up and i think that's not bots that shows me okay if i'm just a bit better i can make some money here would you go there so 
I, I don't want to go in the NFT space anymore. And I think an opportunity like doing a Bitcoin project is simply not interesting and not long-term for me. So okay. I would say, okay, maybe I can make like 100K here. It's not worth for me to commit the time and energy and focus into this. However, if somebody's looking at this and say, you know, why not do it? I think in general, what I see in the Bitcoin NFT space, if you're really fast, if you can launch within the next two weeks, it could be something where you can be successful yeah yeah speed wins in this game yeah yeah if you don't have speed you don't have anything and if you don't yeah. understand the meta or the hype cycles between one trend from dogs to apes to frogs then you're not gonna make it but yeah that's that's kind of my opinion what do you think i mean same thing like um it doesn't look like a space where you can make like millions or tens of millions on a mint or on a project at this stage might it might change um and yeah more in a mood where i want to build things at last and that can compound over time and i don't think it's like the right opportunity for me right now like i'm, I'm busy on other like technical project and also for me something quite important is whenever i'm getting involved with web3 i want to have something that has technologies that has a platform that has a roadmap of things to build in the future that can last, let's say. Because yeah. if it's just like some hype cycle, it's a pump, then it's a dump. And during the pump, everyone is happy and everyone is like sucking your dick, like, oh yeah, you did this and blah, blah, blah. Everyone wants to connect with you. And when it's dumps, then you know, like it's like this kind of like scapegoat thing. Everyone is harassing you, threatening you, insulting you, um, you know, just saying like, or just like insulting your family or stuff like this. Uh, because it's like this hype cycle, pump and then dump. Even if the dump is not on purpose, obviously, people will go after you for this. So I want to work on things that can build and compound and iterate over years. I think that's more like more interesting to me. Yeah, I do think that So my general conclusion about Bitcoin NFTs work. There is market demand. If I look at the project that we've been looking at, they're not good. They're not special. They're not really doing cool stuff. Um, but it seems people are buying it. It seems people want to bet on this. However, the reason that Ethereum NFTs were driven so much is that there was a lot of money lying around. And it was really a new way of speculating and I would even say gambling. I do think that the whole Bitcoin NFT craze is not going to be as large as Ethereum simply because people already kind of know the drill. People already know where this is going to. It's going to go from dogs into 3D images and from 3D images to projects yeah. in the whitelist marketplace and from whitelist marketplace into merge and from merge into Web 2 to Web 3 brands and then from that into games. So I think that the investors already kind of know what they're getting themselves into, which removes, which removes uncertainty and then therefore it's not going to be as an excitement crazy. yeah yeah and it's also removing its excitement because like um doing one thing on a different blockchain is is creating excitement but it's not necessarily enough but it's really creating like a wave of like you know of of investment and, and money circulation uh is you have a new vehicle you know like you had like the uh ico like craze like in the 2017 or you could invest in an ICO. People never invested in an ICO before, and it's going to be a new token, and it's going to be like Bitcoin or whatever. So you had this like new like mechanism, this new vehicle. 
Um, then we had like the, um, the NFT, like during the last bull run. Oh, you have this new thing. It's not a token. It's an NFT. It's non fungible. Blah 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 blah. Every NFT is unique. It's a new thing. It's going to be everywhere in video games and new vehicle. Um, somehow, somehow I would say like this kind of like decentralized exchanges also made it possible to have this also like this kind of like you know this fair launch and all this shit coining. Um, it was also somehow like a somehow different vehicle than you know the ICO thing because the ICO is like hey you put money at some point they're going to launch a token. Uh, this uh, decentralized um, exchanges fair launch was like it was instant. Okay, we have an idea. The project is launching. It's a 10k market cap and it goes up and down and up and down super fast. Uh, could be liquid or not liquid. Um, so it was a different thing. And I do believe that during the next bull market we will see again these very irrational behaviors. But it will be around a new product, a new like vehicle, a new mechanism, than just like you know fair launch tokens on Dex or uh, uh, or NFTs mint or like the old school like ICOs. So yeah. they will, like the, the industry will come up with something new. It's quite obvious. Yeah, <laughs> I do think it's very important to to understand in Web three marketing like the foundations never change, people never change, community never changes, people every. People are monkeys and monkeys are greedy. Monkeys prefer their own good over the good of others. So if you want to sharpen your skills as a web three marketer or marketer in general, learn the foundations of human psychology and how people move and navigate and these make decisions. Like you said, the vehicles and opportunities in the next bull run are going to be different than what we see here, maybe with NFTs and ICOs, but you can always bet that people never change. Yeah, actually, if you really want to be super good in Web3 marketing, you need to add a component. So the first component is what you said, like understand the classics, like, you know, um, Cialdini influence or these books, uh, uh, psychology of the crowd and um, these kind of like topics. But this is like, like one block. The second block is join communities, participate in stuff, like try to get like some free mint. If the NFT or the product or the token is super cheap, you know, put 10 bucks uh, into the like the, the casino, let's say. I don't want to call it a casino, but like sometimes it looks like a casino. Um, children, you know, don't do this at home. But um, uh, so like be a little bit skin in the game, like just put a little bit of time, put a little bit of effort, put a little bit of money, like you know, if it's like 10 bucks, 20 bucks, something like this. Okay, uh, you can put it inside because by putting 10 bucks, you force yourself to listen, okay, how do I mint? How do I trade? How do I invest? How do I log in? How do I create a wallet? How do I connect a wallet? Then you can really understand like the experience, the user experience. You can feel the frustration when something's not working. You can uh, understand like how, you know, how I mean, you can just like check how you feel by doing all this stuff to understand like, okay, so, you know, if I feel like this, most people like, generally speaking, will feel the same way. And so you really have this kind of firsthand uh, experience about what's like inside. So you have like this classic, this theory, the stuff that just never changed. And then you have like the specificity of like a product in industry or a trend. And if you put both together, well, then you become a super good Web3 marketer. Beautiful. Yeah. To round off our case study of Bitcoin NFTs, I want to share one thing that, that I've done with the projects that I advised on in the NFT space and that you always start with case studies. So you never start with reinventing the wheel. You don't sit down and say, oh, like what is a crazy utility I can come up with? What is something new, spectacular I can deliver? You look what works right now, what projects are doing that is successful. And then you simply start with backward engineering everything they do. 
So for example, is I wrote something down here for the, the Twitter case study that we looked at. And you simply write down all the tweets that they do. First tweet. Can sneaky. you zoom? Sorry? Can you just zoom on it in case people are on a small screen? Sure. Okay, thank you. So you start, this is the first tweet, sneak peek, then they have a Discord server announcement, small vision statement, then an engagement farming post, claim your OG spot, blah, 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 some small influencer collab, and then you mint. And that's kind of it. And then you look at two, three other projects that do exactly the same thing. You make a case study. Then you maybe collect some sneak peeks of what they did. You ask yourself, okay, why do these color combinations work? Why do they like this animal over that animal? And what kind of hype cycle of the market are we right now? And why do people like this in the first place? And then within one week, you have a full roadmap of how to launch this. And then you do it. So it's all about, I really like case studies, backward engineering stuff, just copying what works and then being. Yeah. Sounds like a good strategy. So final conclusion, Bitcoin NFTs. What do we think as a founder, as a marketer, something that is interesting to keep your eyes on for the next. I mean, I mean, I think if you don't, if you, if right now you really want to work in web three and you really want to launch stuff and do, and to do things and you don't work on an existing like project, then go for Bitcoin NFTs because launching an NFT somewhere else very unlucky that very unlikely that it might be successful launching a token a reflection token a yield token a whatever token nah i mean like right now it doesn't work or a meme token or a dog coin or whatever not going to to to, to be successful so i think it's right now the best opportunity for you to learn skills and to have a chance to be profitable while learning skills and while contributing to the development of platforms and um yeah so somehow like by trying stuff, you are also helping the industry to move forward. So it's like a win-win for everyone. Beautiful. Like we said, it's very easy. It's very cheap to get into. Chances of success are not that low. If you're good, if you're fast, maybe you can make some money. So yeah. that's, that's today's episode. Again, let us know in the comments how you like these outlets, these case studies, what other stuff you would like us to talk about. We really try to create content that we would have loved to see earlier in our career in web3 marketing or building projects so let us know in the comments which other projects or developments or trends you would like us to analyze and look at and then we'll do it in the next episode from now on all streams are going to be live on youtube so see you there put your notifications on see you in the next episode ciao